It's summertime, and at my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It is winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. And at my bookie, winning season's all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA playoffs, NHL, Major League Baseball, UFC, golf, and then some. The craziest sports summer we've ever had. It's simple make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your sports intuition, people. Select from hundreds of futures bets. You can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big old brain of yours to good use and use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now and bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. Today on the ZabeCast, the Big Ten has pushed the doomsday plunger. Now the fallout begins. Notorious J.A.Y. joins me with thoughts on the new Washington football team broadcast booth and Cardi B's new smash hit, WAP. All that plus the power of storytelling and F that guy. Your daily Kickstarter of uncensored Zabe is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Wednesday, August 12th, 2020. Thank you for joining me. Well, the Big Ten has gone and done it. And the Pac-12 has followed suit. Anyone else? Cyanide juice? SEC? Poison pill? ACC? What about you, Big 12? They could be the swing state, so to speak, in this whole thing. We shall see. Before we get into it with Jay, one thing I want to bring up is this incredible notion and childlike notion that we are where we are today because we, and that's the word they use, we as a nation didn't do this right. We are bad. We as a country didn't have a plan, didn't crush the virus, and this is why we are still here this many months later with a 1,000 deaths per day of COVID, with COVID, whatever. That's the notion. Molly Knight on Twitter said, quote, if people had worn masks and stayed home and socially distanced whenever they left the house, We would have had college football this year. Some of us made those sacrifices. Others said the virus was fake news and ignored scientists. Those people are why we are still in this mess. Well, now, isn't that a wonderful story? Is it based in data? Is there facts to back it up? When you say some didn't do those things, some didn't make those sacrifices, when you're saying we were good but others were bad, who are you talking about as a we? What gatherings and what things that were sacrificed are you talking about? Millions of Americans lost their jobs, stayed home, missed graduations, didn't play sports seasons, didn't get haircuts, 
missed cancer screenings, couldn't go to their loved ones' funerals. So who are you talking about, Molly Knight? Which ones? Point them out. Oh, right, yes, the 4th of July gathering at Mount Rushmore. That resulted in a huge spike of cases, I'm sure. Or the Sturgis Biker Rally. Or that rave at some play at some pool party in the Ozarks that got a lot of attention or people on the beach on a nice spring day. Is that it? Couldn't be the protests, could it? Couldn't be the multiple large gatherings for funerals, could it? That were supposedly not allowed. I'm just saying it's a story that certain people have clung to and are embracing because it makes them feel good. It has no basis in numbers, data, facts, science, you name it. It's a story. It's a story that can make the Molly Knights of the world feel superior. I made those sacrifices. You did not. You. Who the fuck are you talking about, you? Even if I thought our response to the virus was overblown and still do and think we did a lot of self-destructive things, I didn't go anywhere this whole fucking time. I don't go anywhere anyway. I broadcast out of my house. (laughs) You know, Uh, Who are you talking about? This, and I think about this and I try not to get angry because I remember from my, somewhere along the line, some course I had somewhere explained the power of storytelling in societies, tribal societies and everything else. Storytelling is king. Narrative is king. Facts, facts. Most people don't think in in a factual way, a rational way. You probably do because you listen to this podcast and you're still here. Many people. Most, 51% maybe, I don't know, are emotional creatures that want to believe a good story. They're human beings. What are you going to do? This is a tradition that's been passed down from tribe to tribe, century to century, the oral tradition. Here's a story. The USA is bad because we didn't do this right. You got people saying New York did it right. Sally Jenkins, sports writer, trotted that one out today on the air. And I'm like, oh, for God's sakes, are you fucking kidding me? And so people want unrealistic things. Just wear a mask. We'll be able to play football. We've been wearing masks for several months. What's changing? Nothing. (laughs) Is it possible they don't do a damn thing? Can you entertain that thought in your mind? Is it possible there was never going to be stopping this virus at the levels we think? Do you think possibly we're over-testing, therefore we're finding more cases? Do you believe all the death numbers? Is it really with or because of COVID? What, What do you believe? Are you talking about every state is doing a bad job? I mean, I'm looking at the daily death totals and Tuesday is a catch-up day. Mondays are pretty light because, you know, bureaucrats don't work on the weekend. The virus does. It goes about infecting people on the weekend and even killing people. But bureaucrats, they don't fucking work on the weekend. So Tuesdays are catch-up days. I mean, Illinois, 20 new deaths. 20 new deaths in Illinois, a, a state with a population of 20 million maybe? 15 million? How low do you want to go? Of those 20, how old were they? What's the average age? We know the average age of COVID deaths is about 78. What do you want? New Jersey, 11. Massachusetts, 10. Virginia, 17. Michigan, 7. Maryland, 13. Washington State, 4. Minnesota, 6. Wisconsin, 8. Missouri, 5. Now you got some high total states in there, obviously. California, 164. Florida, 276. Texas, 224. Georgia, 122. 
Not every state is doing poorly. And you want to, if you are of one political side, to point your finger at the red states. Georgia, bad. Florida, bad. Arizona, bad. Texas, bad. What about California? It's a story. It's the oral tradition. Oklahoma tribes classify and tell stories differently, according to Wikipedia, but that certain patterns can be observed, they say. Storytelling can encompass narratives, narratives, that are viewed as truthful accounts of events in the na- in the ancient, ancient past. For instance, all Oklahoma tribes possess unique narrative about the creation of the world. Storytelling also embraces stories that could be called folk tales. Like sacred tales, these too have been told across generations, but they are not thought of as representing literal truths. Told for amusement, these stories are often shared among groups and are told when different communities meet to socialize. But basically, stories are just that. There's a story certain people want to tell, which is, I'm on the good side, I took this seriously, I socially distanced. Anybody who dared to ask a question, you're on the bad side, you're the reason this is not over yet. Science, the nature of viruses, the amount we're testing, how we're testing, asymptomatics, how we classify deaths, Death per million, how does it stack up with the rest of the world? Knowledge of how other countries are actually doing. By what metric has the United States done poorly? What measure? Well, yeah, it's not a lot of deaths in Europe. What's their death per million? Isn't that it? Shouldn't the only two metrics be death per million people and how much of your economy did you leave in ruins by whatever you did? How much have you broken the trust of the citizens with the government, because of this. But I know, people like good stories. Tell them a pretty story. Molly Knight, congratulations. You got a nice story there. Cling to it, I'm sure you're gonna. It's a good, makes you feel good. Who cares if it's true? It's a story. You believe it. It's all you need. Hello. Well, well, well. What a day it has been (laughs) in sports. This is why, Jay, I'm glad you and I were going to tape this in the middle of the day. I fucking took a nap from 2.30 to 3.30. I wake up and Big Ten's canceled. Pac-12 followed shortly after that. And our buddy, buddy, Bram Weinstein is the new voice of the Washington football team. What sayeth you about old Brammy landing a dream job in this circumstance? (laughs) I didn't even hear that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Cooley and Doc are out. Bram is in and D'Angelo Hall to be joined by Julie Donaldson, the new reimagined look of the Washington football team broadcast booth. Your father's booth of Sonny, Sam, and Frank, gone! Wow. Oh my, wait a minute, let me ask you, I'm going to ask you a question and and answer it honestly. Yeah. Is Julie Donaldson any good at, at this stuff? What is, is, here's why, what here's is, why what is, what is, what is, we have a what is this woman stuff? Who, 
define at, at broadcasting games. Well, has, has she ever done it? I think she's a very good TV personality, studio personality. I think she can handle herself on the sidelines just fine. I think she can do pre and post game stuff just fine. About a game broadcast? I don't know. What's her role going to be on that broadcast? It's suddenly very light in terms of football knowledge and knowledge about the team. I mean, Cooley and Doc lived Redskins 24-7. And now D'Angelo Hall, who's who's good. I've seen him on NFL Network. But he has no connection to any kind of glory years here with the Redskins. I mean, he was on teams that were some of the, you know, more depressing teams we've had in the last 15 years. And that doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It, it, did, uh, it, it did to Julie and she uh, was the one making the call. No, because no, I, I didn't know she did games because the, the Orioles have this uh, woman who is part of their broadcast. And I'm there are a few things that I feel that I'm an expert on, on, on saying and, 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 and critiquing, and yep. I think baseball play by play is one. Right. This woman's terrible, and but, she, uh, yeah, but but I, and I'm like, how did she get the job? Did you listen to the tape? I, I just, I'm just hiring her just because she's a Susan Waldman, great at play by play for the Yankees. Well, she's so, done it forever. She can also sing. Did you hear her sing the national anthem recently? Susan Waldman did did uh, she did some Broadway? Yes. <sighs> I mean, she killed it, and I was I like, know. <laughs> "Okay, great." By the way, also great at uh, sports talk radio. I used to listen to her on the fan at night. But here's the thing: they'll say, "Yeah, they're they want the next Susan Waldman." Well, this this woman is not it. And again, <laughs> this it, ain't it. it. As the kids a, like to say on Twitter, <laughs> "That ain't it, Chief." And if someone hears that, they're all oh, you're against women. No, she's just. And and there are two people who work on this broadcast who are very good friends of mine, and I could not say this to them because they would, of course, say, "Well, you, she, she's well, terrible." Well, and I'm not, and, and I'm, I'm not lying. She's terrible, Zayvon. Terrible. She sounds like she sounds like if she was doing junior college baseball. Wow. Here's uh, yeah. here's Susan Waldman singing the national anthem. Analyst job with a major league team. She is a member of the New York Sportscasters Hall of Fame and is featured in the Women in Baseball Room at Cooperstown. Starting her 16th season as one of the radio voices of the New York Yankees, please welcome Susan Waldman. She will now sing our national anthem. Do you understand? No. You You have to kneel, though. Oh! Oh, That was was a 3-0 groove fastball. I had to hit it, Jay. I'm sorry. It's okay. At the twilight's last wow. gleaming. How about that? She's got some pipes. Through the perilous fight. Or the ramparts we oh, wow. watched were so gallantly streaming. And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in Ooh, nice. Wow, a little change there. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> you being an Orioles fan. <laughs> I 
Wow. Not too shabby right there. I, Meanwhile, I met her once okay. and told her I t- and told her how much I loved listening to her on the fan. And she was like taken back like that. Nobody said that to her. Huh. She was very appreciative and thank. So I like Susie Sue. All right. D- did you ever hear when she remember when Roger Clemens announced uh, he was coming Roger back? Clemens is in the box. <laughs> Roger Clemens is in George's box. And Roger Clemens is coming back. Oh my good goodness gracious. Of all the dramatic things of all the dramatic things I've ever seen, Roger Clemens standing right in George Steinbrenner's box announcing he is back. Roger Clemens is a New York Yankee. <laughs> she, she had a very the only person who could outdo that would be JR. Good God! Here oh, he comes. Right. The Texas rattlesnake. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. No, it's oh, uh it's but, good stuff. So anyway, but wait, look. But no, no, I, yeah. I love Bram. Bram is still one of my favorite people uh, in the industry. I, anyway, every time I think of Bram, I start to giggle because all the laughs that we had and when we were in that little crap studio yep, yep, and, uh, yep, yep, on, yep. off Brookville, my favorite time in radio. So I, like, I, I, I can't say anything bad about Bram. I love Bram Weinstein. I'm happy for him. I, I sent him a congratulatory text. Uh, you know, he has no experience with play-by-play. They chose that as not that important. Doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. See, that's a, that's a bad you're, – you're, you're setting him up to fail then. Well, I, he could be good enough. You know, he has that television experience that I think Julie Donaldson, herself a television creature, wanted. And same thing with – um, you know, D'Angelo Hall, television experience on NFL Network. She wants to create this hybrid of, yes, it's radio, but it's also multimedia, it's streaming, it's interactive. And they wanted to go younger. And that's why, I mean, Chick Hernandez was crushed by this. He wanted the job and used to work with Julie at, Com- at Comcast, which is then now NBC Sports Washington. Uh, Buck Hans, who had been bounced by the Wizards, was hoping to get in on this. He's crushed. I mean, there's a lot of guys that wanted it that had some play-by-play experience. It's a cush job and you can keep it. The fact that Cooley and Doc are out, though, is shocking to a lot of people. Because you always want somebody who is close to the team. and Because if you're close to the team, you get nuggets. And, I mean, are they are they going to talk to the – I guess they'll talk to D'Angelo Hall. Yes, no, yeah. maybe. Cool. Cooley knew it all inside and out because he broke down the film because Cooley had – the uh, iPad with the practices on them, not just the games, the practices, the proprietary stuff. He had the playbook. He was close with Jay Gruden as a coach. He golfed with Jay Gruden. This is a whole new era and a whole new deal. We'll see how it goes. You know, Bram got kind of fucked at ESPN. Word was, you know, Bram was a rising star at ESPN. He was in those This Is Sports Center commercial series. Let's see if we we heard the same story because I know the story I got. Okay, the story I heard, and Bram didn't share it with me, but I heard it. But whatever, it, it, this is an industry look for you. So Bram's a rising star. He's on some of the This Is Sports Center commercials. He's working Sunday morning sports centers, which yeah. is not great for one's social life, but it's great for your career. That's a huge stage, right? That's Sunday like morning, six o'clock news. Yeah, yeah, right. And then his contract comes up, and I had heard that he did not have an agent. 
which is a mistake. And he went in with the shark tank to talk to the sharks at ESPN. And they had a view of him as, yeah, kid, we like you. We're giving you good reps, but we got a pile of you sitting on ESPN news, clawing to get out like a bucket of crabs. So here's our offer, take it or leave it. And Bram was like, whoa, you know, I've been here a while. I've put in my time. I'm seemingly getting big assignments. Can we talk about this? And they were basically like, you know what? We're moving on. And they yeah, slammed the, the door shut. Story. That's the same story I got. Yep, that's the story. Okay. And 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 since then, Bram has scuffled along. He just recently got an afternoon radio slot on the third sports station in D.C., which doesn't have much of a better signal than our station, 980, but whatever. He and I have been competitors, I guess, in that regard. Uh, but uh, I, I, I wish him the best. I congratulate him, and I think he'll throw himself into it and do a good job. Does he have that classic play-by-play voice, the pipes, the guns, the staccato to say, Third and 14 at the 22. Haskins back to throw. Looks right. McLaurin cuts into the open. Touchdown, Red Wolves. They take the lead. <laughs> Red Wolves. Oh, I'm are... going with that. I'm going yeah, with that. That's your thing. Okay. Now, now I... does he have that horsepower? Does he have the Hemi engine with the pipes and the inflection? I don't know. We'll see. That It, it takes... After listening to uh, the great Joe Angel for four years, and I'm like, oh, yeah, those are pipes. Hasta la vista, pelota. The pelota. La pelota. Hasta la vista, la pelota. I don't – I'd have to hear it. I'd have to hear it. Here's the thing. And now Cooley – okay, so Cooley, when he was a couple years into doing this post-retirement, and I was doing the afternoon show with him, I'd sit in that little studio out there at Redskins Park, and he's like, hey, during the bye week, Fox wants me to do this Browns-Jaguars game. It was like literally the D team for Fox, you know? And he was doing it with Matt Money-Smith. So it it was a real, excuse me, it was a real low-level NFL game in the broadcast pantheon, but he did it, and he got really good reviews. And I said, I don't doubt it because you do your homework. And you know what's going on. And he was sort of like, I don't know, should I try to do this more or not? And I said, I'd pursue the television. He's like, but that might cost me the radio gig. And he's like, I just like it here in DC and, and Leesburg and where I live. And I'm, you know, he's close with Dan Snyder and all that stuff. And he made the play, did Cooley, which was a long term play. I want to be the radio voice and do other media stuff for the Redskins for 20 years instead of maybe five years of being a third-level network commentator, like a Chris Spielman. What do you think? Did he make the right call now that he's out, Jay? I've, I've always told you do as much as possible. So if he he should have taken the TV and tried that, he might have gotten good. But I was, I was always told you try everything. Right, but he couldn't do both. So it was going to be you got to give up one or the other. Either or. Uh. I think he looked at it much like bigger, much bigger eyes in TV than are on radio. Right. More people see you is what I mean. More, more people can go, Hey, that cool. He's not bad. Let's give him. But you know what he thought? At- you know what he thought? He thought I'm tight with the owner. I, I get invited to be on his yacht. I he, he hang out pres- with him. And- he couldn't perceive the pandemic and the owner shit in the bed. Or, Nobody could. Well, the pandemic doesn't really have anything to do with it. He couldn't see 
the name being kicked out, which he still could have survived, although it weakens. Like with the name, I said this at the time. I go, you know, this devalues every ex-Redskin still making a dime off of being an ex-Redskin. Rigo. Every one of them. All the glory year guys. Even the guys that weren't in the glory years, you know? Tana, uh, Portis, other guys. You know, it's it's not as much. But the other thing was he just didn't foresee the scandal breaking. And I think because Larry Michael was one of the principal guys that went down, unfortunately, Cooley and Doc, they traveled with that circus. They may have been choir boys in every interaction they had with any female staffers, but it doesn't matter. They were in Larry's traveling circus, and I think the decision was lest anybody else come out and say, oh, yeah, him too, months later, even if it's unsubstantiated, Jay, they said we don't want to deal they gotta with They got to go down. They, yeah. have, they must go down. They must go down hard. That's right. And that just sucks. It's why this business is the worst. It's why some days I envy you that you're out of the business, Jay, because being good in this business has fallen down to 292 in the Sagarin rankings of does it matter of, you know, getting a job, keeping a job, being good. All they considered was, will the person we hire not totally suck? No, he won't totally suck. Good. He's in. We got reason A, B, and C that has nothing to do with, are you good? I mean, look at Buckhands. They let him and Phil go. Yes. Oceanair go. And the ratings for... took a shit. And But but uh, what's your name only stayed one season. And then yeah, that's... I know. Right. Uh, the WNBA star, uh, Maya Moore? No. God, she Maya played. Moore. She played for the – she went to UV or – oh, my God. Why can't I think of her name? She just got a job with the Celtics, right? I know. Why can't I think of her name either? Uh, Carol Lawson. Yes. Yeah, Carol Lawson. Yeah. So, so, so they get rid of Shanier. Sorry, they get rid of Shanier. They throw Carol Lawson in with Buck, and it's awkward. But Buck is a good soldier, says all the right things, works hard to get Carol Lawson over, and then they fire Buckhants after that. Who'd they hire in place of him? And then Carol Lawson said, "Thanks for the lunch. I'm off to go coach in Boston. I'm out." And they bring in Ashton Kutcher. Or no, Justin Kutcher. <laughs> you, you had that one ready. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and and and, and, hey. and he's a good and he's a good young guy, but guess what? He had no affiliation with the team or the town or anything else. I I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I I really I don't I don't get these these media yeah. uh, media mogul companies. Justin but. Kutcher with uh, former Wizards players Drew Gooden and Karan Butler as rotating analysts. It didn't help that the team sucked Drew on Gooden? ice. Yeah, Drew Gooden was here for like a day and a half. Yeah. Anyway, uh, why not Tony Masson? Headline. Anyway, sorry. Headline: Wizards local TV ratings down fifty seven percent this year, biggest drop in the NBA. I wonder why. You know who was behind the move to get rid of Buck? Ted Leonsis's kid. Who also has a high-level executive job with the team. I know someone I know someone else's kid who has a big say and I'll tell you off air. Uh, I wish I wish I know it. I know it. I wish we had music. 
and I tell you some of the stories that I've been told. But the, the kids of these people who haven't done jack shit, who have a say, it makes no sense. I'm oh, sorry, oh no, 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 no. It makes perfect sense. It's just not fair or right or fun. Okay. And it's why being in this business is a tough road to go. It's a tough life. It's not the, It's not a portable skill. You have very limited options. And while it's great if you can hold on to the jobs, uh, it. I wouldn't recommend it. I just wouldn't. You know, be a sports fan on your on your own time, on your free time. Do something that you can tolerate to make money and make a lot of money the most efficiently that you can and make that money where you can then turn it off at 5 o'clock on a Friday and go have a weekend, go have a life. That's the way to go right there. If I had to, if I had it to do all over again, Jay, I'd sell life insurance. <laughs> I would. You know what? I'd still be at NSA. Would you? I, I right, and right now I'd have probably taken the early out and been retired. Oh yeah, government yeah. jobs are great. So, you get in with a government job and a government pension right away out of college. You can ride that to your fifty, retire, and then go work somewhere else and double dip. It was was not a smart move on my part. But what are you going to do? But then you got to lead a lot of boring years. Working for the government. That is the that is and that is the part that I always look. I I distinctly remember why I left. I was I was uh, walking down the hall once and I saw this guy who yeah. just looked beat down and I was like, "That's going to be me in like twenty years." Yeah. Meanwhile, the Big Ten has flushed their season. The Pac-12 also. I think this Jay is going to be a unmitigated fucking disaster on multiple levels. Level number really? one. Yes, I do, buddy. And here we go. And you can contest me on this. I know you're kind of team virus, but just, you know, bear with me. All right. I'm team reality. You ready? You ready for some harsh team reality here, Jay? Mm-hmm. Number one, who's looking into the crystal fucking ball that says spring is going to be any better? I don't think they're, they're, they are all gung ho about we're going to play in the spring. They think they're going to play in the spring. Okay. But nobody nobody fucking knows. All right, that's number one. Number two, you are going to have a hard time playing in the spring no matter what you think. They're already saying, I believe uh, Barry Alvarez suggested for the you know Wisconsin, he's like, well, maybe we can play in the spring for six or eight games and then play a limited fall 2021 season to mitigate trying to cram two seasons into one bag. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So you're going to ruin way, next year's season as well? They have not even talked about And here's the one thing the players, I'm glad, are doing. You got to talk to us about this crap. You can't make these decisions without us being at the table also. Because I've heard some players go, we're not doing that. Right. We're not doing that at all. Well, Urban Meyer said, I couldn't in good conscience advise a kid to play in the, quote, spring and miss the NFL combine, ding, OTAs, ding, expose himself to getting injured after the draft, ding, a whole bunch of things. Like the best case scenario for playing a spring season would be what? Starting in mid-February? I was going to say I was going to say late January. Oh my god. So you're going to start hitting and playing football in Minnesota, 
in early fe- in late January. They play indoors though. Uh, no, they don't. No, the they new don't. place no, they is don't. outside. That's right, the new place. That's right. I forgot about that. Camp Randall outside. The big house outside. Iowa outside. Maryland outside. <laughs> now that's State. Penn State outside. <laughs> Boston College. Well, they're ACC. Um, but no, I mean, <laughs> Rutgers. There you go. <laughs> right. Like and and people that say dismissively, well, you know, it's cold in December. We play in December, but well, you're that, used to it that by then. I, that, nah, no, no. Here's the difference, Jay. You and I know anyone who's lived in a cold weather climate knows this. December cold ain't fucking February cold. You know That's why? For goddamn well true. <laughs> right, because in February it's been cold for two months, and eh, everything's cold, bro. Grounds cold, trees are cold, cars cold, sidewalks cold, grass is cold, your mood is cold. <laughs> December cold I, is new cold, you know? Baked in cold is the middle of January and February where you're like, God damn, this fucking sucks. Why do I live here and not Florida or Arizona? I say that every uh, This is my last, this is is my last winter here. I is say it, it every year. Yeah. All right, so that's number one. Number two. You might have a couple of Big Ten teams go rogue. Nebraska's already talking a big game. Do you know Nebraska played in the pandemic year of 1918? And do you know what their schedule was in the 1918 pandemic year? Lay it on me. (laughs) It's it's a classic. I looked it up this morning. Um, Hold on a second. Typing in as we speak. Okay. 1918 pandemic schedule, Nebraska football. I don't think Michigan and Ohio State can go rogue. Although, guess what? Today, Jim Harbaugh had them practicing after the announcement. By the way, my FCG, and it's not for that. It's for another reason. Okay. All right. And it's going to be Harbaugh? Yes. All right. Talk for a second while I find this. Give me something real quick. Give me 30 seconds of something, Jay. Uh, very, no, very quickly, I listened to you and Ron Thomas talk about the Indy 500 being canceled. And I was just listening. This is today. I was listening and I was going, you know what? The Indy 500 used to be a bigger part of my life than I thought it was. Really? Because I, I named like nine drivers. No. Nine or ten. I, I was like, let's see, I remember Danny Ungaius, uh, Teo Fabi, Gordon <laughs> Johncock, Johnny Rutherford, Tom <laughs> Sneva, Al Unser, Bobby Unser, AJ Foyt, and I named these off. And then I went to Wikipedia. It's like I'm goddamn right. Right now, have- right now, Ron Thomas, who is a dedicated P1 as well as a contributor to the Zabecast, he listens to all these episodes. Ron, right now, you are swooning, aren't you? Hearing Jay <laughs> list all these drivers. Listen to I was that. Like, I was like when I said Danny Ungaius because these are names. Danny Ungaius. I love Danny Ungaius. Pancho Pancho Guerrero, that was another one. <laughs> but these are names that you heard every year, and I was like, I could, I couldn't believe it. I remember Gordon Johncock is still about, the greatest name ever. How about it's, how about Rick Mears and Tom Sneva? Tom Sneva. Yeah, I remember Rick Mears had a brother. I, but I listened <laughs> to that today. I was pulling weeds, and I was like, I used to love the NB five. I used to watch the time trials. How about Pancho Carter and Ari Lyondike? <laughs> Oh, oh, not Pancho Guerrero. I meant Pancho Carter. All right. But yes, but right. 
Here we go. Mateo Fabi. I guess right. you get I right. get points for that one. Nebraska in 1918 during the great 1918 flu pandemic, which was a real son of a bitch, 3.2% fatality rate, which was t- t- dozens of times higher than this, hundreds of times higher, more lethal than COVID, and was killing young men, young fit men who would come back from World War I. They played through it, and here was their schedule. Week one, Iowa, loser, 12 nothing. Week two, they were going to play Camp Funston, canceled. <laughs> Week three, Notre Dame, postponed to November 2nd. Week four, at West Virginia, canceled. Week five, Cotner University, 30 to nothing win, but it was labeled exhibition. Week six, Notre Dame, postponed again. Week seven, at Missouri, canceled. Week eight, Omaha Balloon, winner, <laughs> 19 to nothing. They played the Omaha Balloon School in 1918 and beat them 19 nothing. Kansas, winner, 20 to nothing. Northwestern, canceled. Camp Dodge, loser, 23 to 7. Syracuse, canceled. And then they finally got Notre Dame in, Jay. On November 28th in 1918, after two postponements, final score, Notre Dame zero, Nebraska zero. (laughs) I was waiting for you to say they played What's the Matter You. (laughs) (laughs) What's the Matter You, exactly. So anyway, um, you can't play spring football. I laugh because, get this, the Big Ten reportedly hadn't even begun to talk about spring football until the night before last. And somebody on Reddit said, this is like the Big Ten trying to write a term paper the night before it's due. (laughs) Better sit down and knock this out. How do you go that many months and not have a fucking plan? That is some horseshit leadership right there. And they're going to quickly find out you can't do this. I don't even know if TV wants that product. Who are you going to play against? What if the SEC, the Big 12, and the ACC press ahead with spring with uh, fall football, which they say right now they will. They say. Oh, you, you know the SEC is playing. I don't there know anything no, at this point. There is no doubt in my mind that the SEC is going to play. I. I, there are a few things that I will say. It, they're definitely going to happen right now. That's definitely going to okay. happen. All right. Let's say it does happen. Who will who will care if only the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are playing a modified eight-game season in the dead of in winter? The, oh, nobody will care if the, if the uh, SEC is already played. Question. If the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 say, we want to play the football bowl, or we want to play the foot the we want to do the college football playoff. Can they without the Big Ten and the Pac twelve? Is that a NCAA decision no, or is no? It... It's a Power Five show. Oh well, they're definitely going to decide that and say yes. Well, oh, that's, that's definitely. Gonna and, and what do you think the Pac ten and the Big Ten will say? Whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't do this without us. And what do you think the SEC is going to say? Well, we're going to do it anyway. Give me your give me your foghorn leghorn SEC guy. Go. Well, uh, uh, sorry, we, you were not at the table, and we had to press on. Yes. <laughs> Why, your exclusion from our annual affair was quite 
upsetting. And well, I can assure you we did dab a moist tear from our eye with our cocktail napkins, but the show must go on and the revenues must be generated. Besides, we would have beaten you anyway. <laughs> if, now, form, you if about- form would have held, we would have beaten you anyway. <laughs> it's us in Clemson, as you know. <laughs> did you hear about Nebraska? Yeah. What about Nebraska? Nebraska saying that Oh yeah. You, yeah. They're like we're if, fucking playing. We're playing yeah. because well, we'll Yeah. Well, because like I said, they once played Omaha Balloon in a fucking pandemic where they had to cancel Notre Dame three times and then but I'm, but played I'm saying, it to a zero but zero saying tie. We're gonna leave. We're oh gonna leave? leave the conference. Oh, leave I didn't hear conference. that. Yes. Oh yes. shit. Yes, we will we, yeah, we will leave the conference and go play somewhere else. Can they do that? Uh, as Andrew Brandt says, there will be lawyers, right? I, this, it, it, right. We thought, this we thought 2020 is, was wild. Yeah. 2021 may even be, hold my beer since yeah. 2021. By the way, you've seen Wolf of Wall Street, right? I'm not going to – that, that's a gap in my viewership. I've only seen like half of it. Okay, it's all right. The, one of the great scenes of all time. I do recommend it. Margot Robbie – Holy shit, Jay. Oh, I don't you don't have to tell me about her. This was her coming out party right here. So here here was the great scene from Wolf of Wall Street. Jordan Belfort, the 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 junk junk stock seller, hounded by the SEC, addressing his firm and saying he's not leaving. This this speech should be played for every member institution in the SEC and the ACC and the Big Twelve. For years I've been telling you guys Never to take no for an answer, right? You know, to, to keep pushing, to never hang up the phone until you get what you want. Because you all deserve it. You know this fucking deal that I'm about to sign? <coughs> barring me from the securities industry, barring me from Stratton, my home. <laughs> the fuck is that, you know? tell you what it is it's 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 me taking no for an answer you know it's them it's them selling me not the other way around it's it's me being a hypocrite is what it is so you know what I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. (laughs) The show goes on. That is one of the great bites. The show goes on. They're going to need a fucking wrecking ball to take me out of here. So, you know, you know how people have been memifying some movies with the conferences. They've done it with old school. And when uh, when uh, what's his name goes streaking, when Will Ferrell goes streaking, they put the Big Ten logo on him like, come on, let's go streaking. (laughs) And the other guys or the other conferences are like, no, man, what are you doing? And He goes running off on his own. 
That's a funny one. They've done the same thing with Ricky Bobby when they put the Big Ten on Ricky Bobby. He's like, I can't walk. My legs don't work. <laughs> and the SEC is his pit pit boss going, don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> they did it with the Jerry Maguire goldfish scene as well. Who's coming with me? Right. Oh, God. It's going to be wild. And then you're going to get transfers of key players. Some players are going to sit out and just get ready for the NFL. Possibly Trevor Lawrence if the SEC, if the ACC does not play. Um, huge budgetary holes. Oh. Blown into athletic departments. Some, uh, some sports are going to get killed because of this at some schools. Oh, yeah. And God help the Big Ten and the Pac-12 if by mid-September the sky's clear on COVID and things look really good and the other three are playing football. I, I oh. had a COVID test, by the way, on, uh, on uh, Monday. Congratulations. How'd it go? Yes. Why, well, it's the worst test. They take this swab and stick it up your nose. All the way to your say, brain. And when I say stick it up your nose, yeah, they went to the membrane for like 10 seconds. And I was like, Jesus Christ, that hurt, lady. And she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. But yeah, yeah. but passed. I don't have COVID. So Yay. Wait. Yay. Congrats. For one day, you could get it tomorrow, though. You never know. That's true. That's so, true. So that was because your upcoming uh, procedure, right? Tomorrow, yes. All right, let's all say a prayer for Jay tomorrow. He's going to get his uh, nasal nasal passages roto-rooted so he can breathe more easily. Yes. Okay, good. All right, real quick, Cardi B, WAP, wet-ass pussy. Wet-ass pussy, I can say that on my uh, on my own uh, uh, podcast here. Did you watch the video? Yes, and uh, as I texted you. Yeah. This is what There's you do when you have- in the house. This is, this is what this is how you are when you have minimal talent. You have to do this to get over. Yeah, let's take a listen. Beat it up, baby. Get to charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this cookie right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top. I want to ride. I do a giggle. I'm kind of wild. Look at my mouth. Look at my thighs. It's wet. It's wet. Come take a dive. Sign me up. Wonder how long it took to write this song, you know? Boom, chicka, boom, boom, let's, chicka, let's, boom. Let's, let's remember Cardi B uh, drugged and uh, stole from some of her clients. I remember that. I heard she admitted to that, and some people were saying, have you made restitution? Have you apologized? That ain't going to happen. No. What do you think about Megan the Stallion? Another run-of-the-mill video ho vixen who will in a, in a year and a half who will never go remember her no not really you know what they're they're very identical in their body types body I mean, types yes i well, I, I generally I don't like them that thick with multiple c's <laughs> but i gotta say they're they're pretty hot in this video and they do some very suggestive sexual things and there is a kendall jenner cameo yes Yes, there is. Now, again, when you have no talent, you resort like Madonna. You resort to this when you have little or no talent. This you know, is how Madonna got over. I really haven't taken too much of a shine to Kendall Jenner, but holy shit, she's hot and she's got huge cans herself. I know this. If you go to a strip club in the next five years, oh, you're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. I want to 
I want you to touch that, touch that. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because I do have a Cardi B song on my iPhone. So, which one is that? Bodak Yellow. Okay, Bodak which Yellow. Bodak Yellow. And what's it about? I don't know. Oh, great beat though. Okay, All great right. beat. Okay. So, so is she? I, I must... it, forget talent. Is she hot? There you go. There it is. Um, yeah, she's hot. Yeah, yeah. She got because like when she was on, uh, she was on um, um, uh, hip hop, loving hip hop. So, question. All she had terrible these... teeth. She had terrible teeth. She got her teeth fixed. Yeah. All right. All these women who see this and think, you know what? Look at my Instagram. I'm as hot as she is. I want her fame. I want her money. Why can't I be her? That is the new hustle because there is a there is a uh, a weathered girl in Vegas. Her name is uh, Demetria Olibor. Okay, Zabe. When I when I say the word thick, thick doesn't do her justice. <laughs> and me and my friends daily, we daily we send her Instagram pictures back and forth. She is a certified Instagram star and she's a weather girl in Vegas. All so right. give me your name can, one more time. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me let, <laughs> not, not, not let me screw this up. I just Let's typed in ahead. weather girl, Vegas, thick T H I C C Demetria Obalor. That's her. That's her. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. That's Google's her. amazing. Is amazing. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy cow, look <laughs> at that. She wow. Pow. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, if you yeah. want if you want that wide thigh look, she got it. Damn. Yeah. All right. Good for her. The fact that you typed in thick weather girl <laughs> Vegas. Vegas and she popped up. That is hysterical. Hey, and pretty soon we won't even have to top it, type it in. You'll say, click on Google Assistant. They'll listen into our conversation. It'll call up websites. It'll call up videos for us right away. Ugh. All right, time for fuck that guy, and let's get out of here. Here we go. Okay. Stand by, please. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, what you got? Uh, one Mr. Jim Harbaugh. Uh, last week, last Friday, uh, it was said that there was a call between Big Ten coaches, and Harbaugh called out Ryan Day. And he said that Ryan Day, coach of Ohio State, was holding illegal practices, to which Ryan Day told him, you need to worry about your own team. And then in a meeting with Ohio State coaches and players, he said, Ryan Day said this, I can't wait to play them because I want to hang a hundred on them. Right. I, I, I love that. And I hope because if you hang a hundred on somebody, Harbaugh gets fired and I can't wait for him to get fired. Yeah. So well, you say you know, to Jimmy Harbaugh, you know, 
What? No, I, no, I hear you on that. No, he's he's, he's a under dick. he's a dick and he's underachieved. There's no question about it. So to Jimmy Fuck. Hard Paul, you say? Fuck that guy. All right, here we go. My fuck that guy goes to Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Big Ten. Ten. And it's not that he announced a schedule on Wednesday and then presided over the canceling of the season on Tuesday. That's pretty fucking weak right there. He should at least report up to the presidents and go, listen, I'm not going to look like a dumbass putting out a schedule and then have you guys cut me off at the knees. So what the fuck are we doing? No, it's because on a conference call, he was in his office, and behind him in the video of his feed from his office, it is a wall of self-promotion. It's articles of him. Kevin Warren this, Kevin Warren that. Nothing about the school itself or the other Big Ten schools. It's like, look at this award. Look at that promotion. Look at this news story. Hey, buddy, fuck that guy. (laughs) They got a mess on their hands. Jay, as always, I appreciate your time, buddy. Thank you. Good luck in the surgery. I know you'll come through with flying colors, and you'll be better off for it on the other side. As Ken Beatrice used to like to say, Bye-bye now. (laughs) That's an old Ken Beatrice saying. Ken Beatrice, former local radio host who is a legend, sports talk host, before sports talk was even sports talk, and he would say that as he signed off with callers. I do thank you for the call, and bye now. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thank you very much for listening. Spread the word about this podcast, an extra dosage of me with naughty words and honest conversation that we don't think we can get in trouble for, but you never know. And if you want more of this, get Fridays as well. Be a subscriber. Help support five bucks a month, the whole venture, and we'll keep on growing it and spreading the word. Have a good Wednesday, as good as you can, and we'll see what the fallout from this decision is yet. Hold firm, SEC. Hold firm, ACC. Hold firm, Big 12, because they're coming for you. Have a good Wednesday, and we will see you tomorrow.